to love him, and he loves you. Maybe he did jerk off. Listen, Charlotte, sweetie, if you don't want to go through this, you don't have to. All right, we'll just get a cab, and everyone will just have to get over it. Okay. No. I'm getting married. Charlotte was 34, single, and standing in a $14,000 dress. She was getting married, and not even a low libido could stop her. Welcome to the Mirandas. We have season three, episode 12. Don't ask, don't tell. A little political. I liked it. And (laughs) we have an awesome special guest with us today, Audrey. Welcome, Audrey. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Audrey is one of our listeners who reached out to us. Via email, you wrote such a kind, professional email. It made us feel so cool. (laughs) And you asked to come on and for a specific episode, which is Mm -hmm. Charlotte's Wedding, which I would leave a million questions as to why. And um, yeah, we're so happy. Thank you. Well, thanks so much. I'm happy to be here. And um, yeah, you know, I've been listening for a while and you guys, So first I listened to your And Just Like That recaps, and then I went back and started from season one, and I thought the the podcast was fantastic. And after I heard a few times you guys, you know, kind of mention call-outs and asking listeners to write in, I just thought, I have to write in because I I think it's a great show. Oh my gosh. Well, it I think we we definitely screenshotted your response, sent it to each other. We're so excited. I even read it to my mom, which kind of makes us look like losers, but that's okay. That's, you know, that, that's okay. Um, so yeah, this is a season three is awesome. I'm so glad and you got to come on for this season in particular. And we I remember when we first started talking, you mentioned these kind of specific episodes. Um, so before we get into it and we kind of go talk about and summarize the episode and really discuss, because this is kind of a crazy episode, um, which who which character do you identify with the most from Sex and the City? Sure. So Miranda, obviously. Yes. It feels good to be sarcastic. Ah, yes. I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> uh, Miranda and I hope, I'd like to say Miranda with a healthy dollop of Samantha in that I really like Samantha's character when she's being non-judgmental and even sometimes like a little bit maternal with the other girls like a bit nurturing but I think that's the best side of her and I think she's also just like very straight talking doesn't judge whatever sort of relationship or sexual situation another friend is you know coming to her with so I that's that would be my um that would be my hope is that I exemplify both of them I and it's a great way of describing Samantha because I think for a long time 
people didn't want to be Samantha because she was considered like the yeah. hypersexualized character. And it kind of dominated all these other awesome qualities that she has. And it's kind of crazy right. to like really analyze this fictional character, but she really is like a good friend. She's loyal. She's smart. She's driven. She's like in the top of her field. Like she's a really admirable yeah. person. And we kind of, as a, like, an audience judged her for her sexual preferences in a way. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. She's, she's super independent. She's financially independent. She's very loyal to the other girls, even when there are, you know, circumstances throughout the episodes where it's clear that they're kind of judging her Mm -hmm. a lot for, you know, quote unquote risky behavior. So I, I find that really admirable in her. Great great um combination miranda meets charlotte i mean uh samantha i love that well um sarah do you want to do one of your uh little famous recaps of this episode absolutely okay so we have season three episode 12 don't ask don't tell and this is the episode where carrie comes clean to aiden and throughout the episode she's debating whether or not to tell Aiden and confess that she's had this affair with Big. She's really wrestling with it. It's kind of psychotic to watch her assume that it's, it's I mean, it's mess. it's hard to watch this episode because it's just like right at the tip of her tongue and she's always saying at the worst times. She eventually confesses to Aiden and his response is more than kind and generous and expected. Um, Charlotte gets married this episode in a $14,000 dress, which is kind of insane. Mm -hmm. And before the wedding, she finally sleeps with Trey, but unsuccessfully because he suffers from erectile dysfunction and cannot get it up. And (laughs) this obviously we know uh, leads their relationship going forward. It's defined by his ED. Um, Miranda, this episode, amazing, silly little plot line where she acts as a stewardess and pretends to be that way because men are, she says, intimidated by women with powerful jobs. And it's really funny because she finds out the guy is lying too about his job. And then lastly, uh, Samantha sleeps with a man with a Scottish accent. And that's kind of where the plot goes from there. Um, and a Scottish accent is extremely hard to understand. Thank God I, I use closed captioning because I probably wouldn't have understood a word he said. Um, but yeah, that's a that's the episode. Great recap. Thank you. Amazing. Um, Audrey, you had actually asked, um, you were corresponding with Sarah um, about which episode you wanted to come on. And um, you had mentioned... Charlotte's wedding and maybe you mentioned it to Sarah, but I would love to know, you know, what about this episode made you feel like there was a generative conversation for you? Yeah. Um, I, I love all of, I love all of season three. I think we really like the show really hits its stride in season three. Um, some with fashion and then with character stories. Um, And I was always, growing up watching it, I was always really interested in the episodes around Carrie and Big's affair. I found that just, like, really fascinating. So any of the episodes, like the ones that you guys have talked about in the past couple of weeks, up to this one where Carrie, you know, confesses and just blurts it out, I found, like, really dramatic and, and, you know, maybe somewhat... um, 
interesting comparing it to a, you know, a real life situation. Um, and then of course, Charlotte's wedding is fun because there's just, right. There's a lot of glamor around the wedding. Last week we saw the engagement party. Everyone looks so beautiful. And now we move into this and, you know, the stakes just keep getting higher for all of the characters, um, certainly for Charlotte and uh, Carrie in these episodes that Carrie's still hiding the affair and Charlotte's getting closer to marrying Trey. And yeah, I just, I think those like storylines make for a really interesting episode. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you nailed it on the head right there. And I think that's why we've talked so much. I mean, since season one, we're like, guys, it's going to get good. It's going to get good. Stay with us. And season three really <laughs> is. We can say this. I, yeah. I mean, like every episode is above a four minute of to us. And the you're, I think that's perfectly said. The stakes are getting higher. We're more emotionally invested in these characters' well-being and the decisions they make. Um, and a lot of the decisions now, like the Carrie and Aiden now ending then then leads to their reconnecting in season four charlotte and trey marrying then it's it's just like their plots that are moving forward miranda's kind of been stuck a little bit post steve breakup she's kind of been plotless but maybe that's how it is after a breakup agreed and i would submit that speed dating is our first ancient scroll in this episode right yep yeah but i want them to i want speed dating to be a thing though because i feel like it could be a lot better than um you know like using an app like would you would you and, do it way more entertaining five eight hundred percent Yes, I would be so stressed. It would be such a good much for me. It would be such a good story. It would be sensory overload. I'd probably not get a date from it, to be honest. I just feel like I wouldn't shine in that setting. And but I think it would be really, really like funny. Like just you get just a different person coming through. Twenty dollars bought you seven mini dates, each eight minutes long, which incidentally is about as long as most blind dates should be. Hi, I'm Miranda Hobbs. Dwight Owens, private wealth group at Morgan Stanley, investment management for high net worth individuals and a couple of pension plans. Yeah, and it was super cost effective what she said. It was like 20 bucks for like some drinks and conversations. Like this is not, <laughs> I mean, kind of like, you know, old pricing, I'm, but yeah. I mean, Hinge is like $30 a month. So $20 for a night of a bunch of people IRL, like that's pretty good. And you like to buy <laughs> those say. roses, don't you, Gilly? <laughs> you Audrey, I don't know if you're familiar with Hinge's like money, like pyramid scheme, like ways of generating mo- money, but you can like buy roses and then hand them out to people and they just like go off into the ether and, and have never <laughs> are seen again. Um, but that's to show someone you like them. Um, I've bought some. <laughs> I did not know about any of that. In fact, I, this is not to kind of give myself like a a pat on the back. I have not used apps for dating before. So I didn't even realize that you have to pay a monthly fee until you just said it. And I know they, I think that's a newish thing. Like I think my friends are on apps. I, I didn't know they were doing that. Well, you can do the like, um, 
free one, which is what I'm doing right okay. now. I, I I paid for like one month and then I was like, all right, this is now I just have more options of like weird people. <laughs> and so um, but yeah, I think like once they made it more of like a premium service and saw that people were mm-hmm. willing to pay for it, then. But the, and then there's different tiers like you could literally be paying yep. up to $100 a month, which is what are you getting in the hundred dollar month what are you getting like the hottest guy yep what what do they promise you (laughs) i think you get more roses you get to see who likes you faster (laughs) yeah i think it's like just again just other like parameters loosen up a little bit you know or you can like i don't know just like try to be more like confident and like you know, work on your self-esteem and maybe approach someone in person. But, um, you know, it's rough out there. But um, so, Audrey, I totally agree that the the, the speed dating was an ancient scroll moment. Um, the I, I thought about that, too. And, you know, dating now, it's all online. I know there are like meet and greet type things, but I don't know. I... Dating is just so <laughs> weird and hard. Um, I Back to like the online dating, the only online date I've ever been on was a Gillies Tinder reject. I said so it I, literally, I didn't even go on an <laughs> online date on my own. It was a reject from Tinder from her. And it was like the worst date I've ever been on. I remember I came to your apartment after and just was in tears. <laughs> so you were like crying <laughs> slash laughing. I know. You were I was like, like never again. You were shell shocked. Because <laughs> yeah. this guy, dead. like, this guy was, this guy was amazing. He was like Michael Scott, but like, bro, but like also, a, I guess, a teacher. And he, I don't know if you remember Sarah, but oh, he, I remember. he, like, he took so much pride in the McKibben lofts, which are these like roach infested, like, lofts in Bushwick. And he took so much pride in, I guess his unit had like access to the roof. And he, like, you told me that he interviewed like 60 people for a new roommate that opened, like a new opening, like in over the weekend. And I was like, he had like people. (laughs) He had like an open house for a roommate. And this man's apartment complex was his entire personality. And I've never met somebody like that, you know, when it's so low stakes, when you're paying like $2,000 a month for rent. Like, this isn't like somebody with a penthouse and they're like bougie. This is yeah. like just a sad it's like $800 Brooklyn a loft. Month for a room. Yeah. yeah, that is true. Yeah, really sad. But uh, any, anyway, um, online dating. We digress. That was the only It was the only one I've been on. So maybe speed dating would have been good for me if I had done that. Um, well, so yeah. I actually wanted to see what plot point you guys wanted to start with. Um, I personally want to get into Carrie. Um, yeah, because definitely. I have. Yeah, I have four Carrie trackers, four very solid ones. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys yeah, for about another 10 minutes. Um, All right. Audrey, do speed you have round carry trackers? Yes. Yeah, speed round carry trackers. I. I have a carry tracker. It comes toward the end of the episode. So I don't know if we want to pull it up now. Yeah. I definitely find her behavior obnoxious throughout a lot of the episode, but there's (laughs) one moment that stands out to me where I was just like, oh, that is insufferable. I think we should just hop in there. Get in there, Audrey. What is your carry tracker? 
The one that stands out most to me is that, um, so toward the end, she like can't take it anymore. There's been all this buildup and Aiden comes over. I mean, like the morning of the wedding is what we're, by the way, just for a second, time is an illusion in this episode and oh, we'll is. get into it that. Like is. it does not, yeah. there is no consistency. It makes no, it makes <laughs> it no sense. But anyway, is. he comes over in his suit, like very sweet and picking her up and she's rushing around and um, like being short with him. And just yeah. suddenly she just like blurts it out. It's, it's almost like in this fit of rage that she blurts out like, you know, Aiden, I slept with my ex-boyfriend and she, she does this thing that I always noticed, like her physical body language, mm-hmm. she admits it and then sort of like raises her arms and kind of like, like, does, you know, like it's, it's almost this physical way of being like, you happy now? You know, like she sort of just like <gasps> yeah. shrugs. And it's I always real. thought that was so cruel. Like she's, it's, it's almost like she's taking it out on him He's, of course, kind of, like, shocked and and a little speechless, and he's trying to make sense of it. And fast forward a minute or two, like, she explains. And then he kind of starts, I think, slowly backing away from her and saying, you know, like, I I need to, like, take a walk or think. And my carry tracker is, she's, like, stomped this man's heart right before a wedding and as he's like trying to gather himself and like walk away, she goes, but what about the wedding? I know. Like, <laughs> what about the wedding, exactly. Carrie? Did you think this person was going to come to the wedding after you admitted you've been sleeping with your ex-boyfriend like for weeks now? Yes. Like, what about the wedding? Yeah. That was my care. That was one of my yeah. care trackers too. Just so appalling. Selfish. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Oh my gosh. It's terrible. I I kind of want to amazing. I kind of want to start out with one of my early like it's like in in the beginning of the episode is we see Carrie is dealing with the guilt. Carrie is, you know, having this internal monologue where she's she's really like it's kind of sick to me. She's trying to like really ask herself if it's so bad what she did. You know, she knows what she did is bad. She's consistently like measuring how bad it is. Mm-hmm. And she says at one point, maybe maybe coming clean is the ultimate selfish act. So she's like comparing coming clean to like as as almost being more selfish and more self-indulgent than sleeping mm-hmm. with big multiple times. And she I love how Carrie equates cheating on her boy- boyfriend with a married man to cheating on a test in the fifth grade. <laughs> and then immediately goes, in a relationship, is honesty really the best policy? <laughs> I thought it was like so bananas that she like bridged those two together. Thoughts. She. She always, first off, she's writing this in her column and like clearly Aiden reads it. So these like cryptic (laughs) messages about cheating, it's either like, is he an idiot or is she just like that selfish that she's blatantly like kind of telling him and confessing? Um, I always wondered about that, like the partner who reads like this very, it's not like a private blog. It's a 
public, like newspaper. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's something I, I actually asked. I, I um, we, we were going to ask Audrey about like the, you know, is honesty the best policy in relationships? And I think that's the Ooh, question Carrie is like grappling with. But I mean, in this case, should Carrie have told Aiden? Yeah, right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I. I think that you know you guys touched on this before last week. Like, she could have broken up with him so easily. They haven't been together that long. She's stringing him along during this affair. But I mean, think about this. Like, what have they been dating for? Two, three months, maybe, maybe a little longer. But time is an illusion. How common? Tom, time is an illusion, really. But um, how common is it to just say, you know what, like someone else just came back into my life and we've been having like, you know, a really nice time together. But to be honest, like I need to explore this, not really explaining beyond that, that he's married and it's toxic and whatever, but just just breaking up with someone before they're saying I love you and committing and all that kind of thing. Mm hmm. Yeah, she it's, she should tell him she is lying. And it's one of those themes where um, I feel like I've heard people talk about the difference in a relationship between privacy and secrecy. Oh. What Kevin, what Carrie's doing is secrecy, right? She's keeping a secret. She's like behaving badly. She knows it. And she's continuing to do that. And to kind of perpetuate this relationship and keep Aiden in the dark. Um, Privacy, right? In a relationship, like, you don't need to share all your internal thoughts or, you know, some things are just private. But that's not necessarily the same as secret keeping. Um, That's a perfect way to put it. Yeah, and she's just, she's coming up with that line in her column to try to sort of, or this whole, you know, comparison to fifth grade I think to take some of the edge off and try to absolve herself and you know maybe it's meaner to tell him I've been cheating on him this whole time I do think she does tell him in the meanest way possible yes and that was unnecessary like that conversation in real life or or you know in a well thought out way should have gone completely differently not before a wedding not in the way that she just like launches, you know, the um, uh, just launches at him, you know, like, okay, I, I slept with my boyfriend. You happy now? You know, sorry. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it should have come out so much softer. Like you but, got me um, to this yeah. violent breaking point. Right. Like I, I can't take your love anymore. I just have to admit yeah. I've been cheating on you this whole time. Like mm-hmm. it's, it, it feels so cruel. Yeah. I, it was the way she, because she could have brought dignity to a really shitty situation by how she told him. Because, like, if you know what you're saying is going to cause someone pain, that at least give them the dignity and respect of telling them in a way in which they can, like, process it better. And and this was my carry right. tracker. I'm like, what maid of honor of their best friend mm. tells their partner that they cheated on them the day of the wedding and then shows up late to the wedding? Yeah. It was just like, oh, oh, just... Oh, that's my Carrie tracker. Oh, is that Sarah. your Carrie tracker? That's a good one. Here we go. Oh, Where is Carrie? She'll be here. Carrie. Oh. I'm sorry I'm so late. It's okay. I'm just glad you're here. Jeez. 
You look perfect. Honestly. Honestly. Her being late to Charlotte's wedding, like, at least be there, like, an hour before. I know it's TV, but, like, an hour maybe. But she made Charlotte wait. Oh, sorry, sorry. I just, you know, got caught up with something. Like, what the... Aren't you supposed to be, like, there, like, helping her, like, steam her veil or something? Yeah, I mean, no. for Heather's wedding, we had a 9.30 call time for hair and makeup. We were there all it fucking like day. It was, like, 8.30. And we were proud and happy to do it because we're like, this is your day. We'll be there. And Carrie's having, like, intense, dramatic episodes with her partner. It's just, yeah, but... To go back to what we were talking about with Aiden and the honesty, and I love how you describe that about privacy versus secrecy. I've never heard it said that way, and I really like that um, yeah. because I think there are some things like you have a thought, like you thought their coworker was hot. You don't need to tell them that. That's okay. Like you sleep with your coworker, <laughs> you got to tell them that. So I think right. that's a perfect way of, of putting it. But I think Carrie constantly tries to absolve herself of like guilt and responsibility. She's really not like an accountable person at all. And we've seen this with a bunch of different of her actions. And the funniest thing in this episode is another Carrie tracker is when her sweet Aiden is building that love seat. And then she has like a glimmer of hope, like the flaw in the wood flaws are good like you like my flaws and i was like okay <laughs> of your flaw of smoking and like being late bad with money is not like you fucking your ex-boyfriend just, just like <laughs> grasping for any little thing to feel okay and it, it's just i love that she Gary. was equating fl- the flaws in wood grain <laughs> to like the flaws <laughs> in a person which in turn she's equating to the flaws like to a person cheating and so it's yeah it's so it's so absurd couldn't it be like the wood and that's my flaw and 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 you're the other wood and that that makes us stronger it's not that simple Gary the mental gymnastics that she goes through yeah. um, is really <laughs> exhausting and tiring um, and kind of, kind of impressive. Yeah. yeah. But I'll, I'll add like a, a half tracker here because it comes up in that scene. And I think another one later, maybe when they're sitting on the stoop, where in both of those times, she's like, Oh, should I say her internal monologue? She's like, this was the time to tell him, right? I'm going to tell him. And in that one with the bench and the wood, she like grabs his face in both of her hands. She's like, Aiden, I need to tell you something. And she's just like so intense. And could you ever imagine like dating someone and saying those words, like, you know, with a very serious face, like I need to tell you something and grabbing their face. And then they're like, yeah like what she's like nothing i love you yeah and he's like like, clearly probably like rock hard he thinks he's about to like have sex with her on this love seat and she's gonna just like ruin it it's like i was like why do you think turning him on like it's just so sad it's just the worst moment i know she she like hoisted herself up on there and i was like is this gonna happen and then she just completely blue balled it i know totally i actually I actually like this. Maybe this is like, I don't know. 
Aiden speaks in like Neil Young lyrics. I've decided he, he as, <laughs> as Carrie's walking in, he's like, "You can't surprise a man with a dog." Like <laughs> that is so true, and I like, never realized that they they talk like children. <laughs> they yeah, they, like, they, they talk in nonsense talk like speech most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I will say this. This was not a good look for Aiden this episode. He was disheveled and he needs a haircut stat. He looked like when he showed up for that wedding, I was like, you look like a, a tenured history professor. There is no reason yeah. you should be wearing a brown suit with a okay. vest up to here. All right. Okay, I'm pulling you guys out. I was into the hair. I was like, he looks fucking fire right now. His greasy long hair. I fucking love his greasy long hair. Okay, no, that man with the middle part. I was like, yes. (laughs) Wait, are you being serious or no? Hundred percent. All right, I couldn't tell. I was so into it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was my fashion like Sorry, bad fallout. His just like terrible suit to the wedding. I, oh, the suit was really bad. It he looked like Dwight Schrute at the wedding. <laughs> yes. the, the suit just makes that whole scene sadder. Yes. Like he doesn't even look like <laughs> like a well dressed man who can go out and get another girlfriend. It's just like I know. Oh, you are like shitting all over this man, I and know. this is the only suit he has, and it's brown. I know. <laughs> It's so, so true. And it, like, what a great, um, we always talk about wardrobe being it's so intentional. Tones. His earth tone, sad suit, and just the button up with the vest. It was so buttoned up with his tie. And he walks in just like ready to just be massacred by Carrie. But you know what? They makes of, his- I'm going to give this whole production a Carrie tracker. They were like validating her cheating. <laughs> I, I Yeah, that's right. They're like, he's a bad dresser, Carrie. You need to do this. But it, it makes his comeback in season four oh so better because he does look oh, really yeah. good in season four. Clean so I cut. love that he had that Agreed. clean yes. cut. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Um, I have one more Carrie tracker I would love to state. What is it? So it's actually how the episode ends, which we'll just kind of yep. quickly fast forward. You know, uh, Charlotte gets married and the girls are out there taking their bridesmaid photo together. And Carrie's narration comes in and it's like, it's hard to find people who will love you no matter what. I was lucky enough to find three of them. It's hard to find people who will love you no matter what. And then it was like, comma, like, I've got three. And I was like, bitch, you fucked up royally. Why do you deserve Aiden's love? Like, what do you mean it's hard to find people you love no matter what? Like, way to spin the situation around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people are just so callous out than rough out there can you believe it <laughs> it's a good point it's almost like it's almost trying right on the heels of that breakup outside the church it's like it's almost trying to compare like Aiden didn't love her no matter what as yes in, exactly even if she was cheating on him but these girls do like of course there are still terms in a relationship like of yes. course he didn't um yeah, yeah that that ending narration is not great yeah rough. very it's rough. very simplistic 
Yeah, yeah. I, um, this whole episode I did say was a carry tracker overall. Um, I It's funny that for most of the plot, we're just kind of talking about her selfish acts. Because I, I mean, it was just like you could just you know, also I think being somebody's maid of honor and like their best friend and then making so much of their wedding about you like the day of I, and I and I, I know I mentioned that earlier about being late and whatever um yeah just another carry track overall bad well, communicator it's bad timing because it's like mm-hmm. wait a week just this is where like mindfulness and therapy is important wait a week wait three days to tell him yeah. you know I mean maybe she but, but I was going to say maybe she felt weird about him being there, but then she wanted him to be there. Like, yeah, again, the whole thing is just so, so selfish and self-involved. She did say something. She had a couple of funny lines this episode, and this will lead us into the next plot point that I think is great to talk about. Yes. So we have Charlotte in this episode dealing with Mr. Trey's non, you know, not getting hard, erectile dysfunction. And to kind of fast forward and then we'll rewind something that Carrie says to Charlotte right before she Charlotte walks down the aisle is and Dakota and I are watching this and Dakota cracked up and um, she said, (laughs) maybe he jerked off right before you got there and was embarrassed to tell you. So I think Carrie was really doing her best to like grab at anything. She was. So that might like negate one of the Carrie trackers because I do think she tried her (laughs) cancel one out. Yeah, definitely canceled one out. Trey can't get it up. What? We slept together last night and he couldn't get it up. Was he drunk? No, I was drunk. He was fine. Well, then it must have just been wedding night jitters. He says it happens sometimes. Since she was already in the big white dress, I reached for a little white lie. Hey, happens to everybody. Just should have slept with him the first date. Um, maybe he jerked off right before you got there, and he was just too embarrassed to tell you. Okay. And I actually have my question for you guys. I'll start with yeah. Audrey. What would you tell? You've been you've gone through the wedding process. If you were in Carrie's shoes in that exact moment, or. Charlotte is yanking Carrie from before going down the aisle. And it's like, I got to tell you something. He can't get it up. And care, you know, Carrie is trying to help the situation. However she can. What would you tell your friend at that moment at the wedding? Hmm. If you were Carrie. So or I yourself, do give yes. her credit. Yeah. Or myself. I do give Carrie credit after she says that about maybe he jerked off and he was just too embarrassed to tell you. She sees, like, the alarm in Charlotte's eyes. Like, you know, just like Charlotte's not totally convinced that's it. And so then she pauses and she's like, Charlotte, like, if you don't want to go through with this, you don't have to. We can just leave and everyone will just have to get over it or something like that. I do think that's good friendship. Like, Mm -hmm. just reminding someone or grounding them, like, who cares about the money? Who cares about what other people expect? Like, yeah. like, if this is not feeling right to you, I will support you and leave. Like, I'll take you out of here and and whatever. You know, mm-hmm. we'll deal with the rest later. So I think that's good friendship. Um, yeah, so it was a situation like that. I mean, oh, God. I, I would have been the, I hope, 
going back to how we started the Samantha in this friendship group, which is like, you need to sleep with someone before you marry them because sexual chemistry is important and it's real and it's different for everybody. But like, yeah, would not recommend pulling a Charlotte. No. Um, no, 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 no. Um, no. So that's, that's the first bit of advice I would have given long before, like you're in the big dress and about to walk down. And then, yeah, I I like what, what Carrie says is, you know, if I'm seeing that kind of fear in your eyes, like, let's just take a moment, like, forget all this and like, tell me how you're feeling and I'll support you if you don't want to do this or if you just need to like talk to Trey privately right now or something like, you know, yeah. like whatever, I, I don't know. Go try and make um, him hard. Let's see if yeah. we can do it. <laughs> Flash him a boob. <laughs> yeah. It's a um, tough yeah. situation because she's like, this is like, this could have been a runaway bride situation, which is also like mm-hmm. kind yes. of scary too. I mean, like what's scary. I mean, I don't know. I think I just like, if your friend was about to walk down the aisle and told you that the first time they tried to sleep with someone, they couldn't get it up. I guess if a friend told me somebody couldn't get it up, I probably would be like, oh, like, you know, it happened. Like, who can, you know, it's probably not a big deal, whatever. Um, I probably, if, if I was in that position, I would downplay it. And I, I maybe I should have done a more Samantha approach or what you're saying, not a Samantha approach, but the, like, we can get out of here if you, um, mm-hmm. want to, I'm prone to anxiety. So I yeah. try and always like downplay other people's anxiety and not like, you know, rev the engine a little bit. Um, but oh my gosh, how could you not sleep with somebody before marrying them? You're right. Sexual I chemistry know. is like so important. It's not everything, but it's something. Uh, yeah. My brain went into like solution oriented mode, which is like, uh, when I was thinking, I was like, uh, you can go to sex therapy. Um, you know, you can, you know, we could work it out there. You there, try different things like, you know, like, oh, this happens all the time. Um, that's probably where my brain would go. Um, and I don't know if I would say we can like go. I honestly saw myself being like, just get your ass down the aisle is kind of get how your ass I was. <laughs> but t- technically, don't they have I OK, this is actually a noob question. Um, technically, don't they have a marriage license already or do can you sign those day up? Um, no. Um, so the way that my husband and I did it, you go to the courthouse like maybe a week or two before there's like a time frame where you can go ahead and then you fill out, gosh, what do we do? You fill out something there, and then that paperwork is what the officiant has for the ceremony. So, like, technically, you could do it all at the courthouse. People have courthouse weddings. But if you don't, like, do the vows and everything there and put your signatures down, then you do that after the wedding ceremony. So, after all of that, like, we went into a little back room, and the officiant signs, and you sign, and then our officiant was a very nice British woman. She like sent all that paperwork off to the state and that's how it worked. So yeah, they do have some paperwork. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean they're already like fully married. Yeah. I think. I don't think she was like, legally, legally bound. Oh, wait, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I don't think so. Either. Really? 
I have oh, no okay, okay. <laughs> I will say so, oh, Gilly. I kind of, I really thought you were going to say, which I thought was so weird. Okay, so Charlotte and Kara are having this like intense conversation about Trey's erectile dysfunction. And like clearly her dad is like two feet away about to walk her down the aisle. Like as Carrie leaves, the father just like gracefully walks next to her. Just like swoops in. Yeah, exactly right, Sarah. There's just this older man standing by while Carrie is talking about like maybe he jerked off. And And he's like, tell me about it. I know. And Charlotte, yeah. No, that that too makes no continuity sense. Like why is he just standing there not noticing like this this like fear-based conversation yeah Yeah. um and i love i love the line i love the line that it was like charlotte was single 34 and in in a fourteen thousand dollar dress not even a low libido could stop her yeah (laughs) and i was like i agree you hear it in her voice where carrie offers to take her away and she's like no no, like I'm, I'm doing this. Like yeah. she, like yes, I, yeah, sets her course. And mm-hmm. uh, by the way, a fourteen thousand dollar wedding dress is. I know, insane. I know. Absolutely, but okay. Bonkers. <laughs> have, bonkers. Have you guys watched Bonkers? But have you guys seen the show on Netflix, Marriage or Mortgage? <laughs> no, but oh my it's god, I got great. Watch it. No, but that people either are um they have like a budget. Let's say they have $40,000 budget for either a wedding or a down payment. And this is in kind of like a, a lower like cost of living area because whatever. So it's insane how many people choose the marriage when they have like very li- whatever. So this one couple had an $18,000 budget and she spent 10000 on the dress. And I was like, that is insanity. Oh, no. like, what is happening to the That's wedding complex industry that somebody <laughs> would think of that financial? Okay. And I know Charlotte's in a different position. Clearly they're rolling in it. But I still think morally $14,000 for a dress is like sinful. It's just not okay. That's crazy. It's absurd. It, yeah. And have you ever been to a wedding, like to take that example, where the dress doesn't match the rest of the affair? Yes. Like the dress is the oh, big show and the rest of the wedding is kind of mediocre. And you're like, oh, you really fleshed right. out on yourself and the food is awful right. or there's no open bar. Oh my God. Yes. 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 Oh my God. I've never put that together. Yeah. Oh my God. But you are so right. Well, it's even I the bridesmaid yeah. dresses were like kind of like those bridesmaid dresses look like reformation, like little silk, you know, things you can throw on. And I was kind of surprised that they weren't wearing like ball gowns. I mean, I know that Samantha, Samantha wanted like a slutty hem dress. But yeah, that's such a good point. Oh my God. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Those bridesmaids dresses are very of the time, I yes. feel like, too. Like that yes. champagne color was very in, yes. in whenever this was, what, early 2000s? Yeah, champagne. Yes. Definitely. Yes. I like that they weren't all matchy matchy. At least they had something that yeah. flattered their body shape. Um, we've talked mm-hmm. about bridesmaids dresses on here because Gilly and I went down a like rabbit hole trying to find dresses for one of our best friend's wedding. 
And so I'm sure like I've never been a bride. So I'm sure from a bride's perspective, you want your bridesmaid just kind of like shut the fuck up and just put something on. And then from the bridesmaid's perspective, you're like, I want to look hot as fuck at your wedding. So I know it's like super (laughs) probably tough. Like what was your did you have bridesmaids? Did you have any like dress drama or anything? So uh, my husband and I each have an older sister, just the two of us on both sides. And, um, we, I said that no bridesmaids, no, no, like large wedding party. We asked the two of them if they would be comfortable standing up there with us. And they both said, yes, of course. And I said, pick whatever you want to wear. I love it. I said, this is my dress. This is like the general, you know, we got married in a, um, an Italian restaurant in the West Village, like in its little courtyard. So we had a small wedding. Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it was very important to go to that point of like my dress, the the ambiance, what I asked other people to wear all just fit within like a certain theme. Like I did not have a Charlotte-esque dress. We had 47 guests in a tiny little New York restaurant courtyard right like oh my god much more like summer cocktail style and yeah my sister his sister my sister-in-law they both chose something that they liked and that was flattering and that they could rewear yes I think my sister got hers from like rent the runway and um my sister-in-law bought her dress and I know she rewore it to other weddings I'm like great that's great Oh, I love it. The, wow. the one well I done. ended up well one done. I ended up wearing to Heather's, <laughs> I've worn like five times since. And I actually wore it even before the wedding. Amazing. So anytime I wear it, I think of her, I think of the wedding, and I love being able to rewear it. So but there's no fucking way Carrie or Miranda or Samantha are wearing any of those dresses. Well, um, yeah, can we actually w- talk about that scene? The in the dressing room of the I well, it was, yeah, the timeline the was such room. an illusion because they were like getting their dresses like fitted like the day before the fucking wedding and like the day after the engagement party. Like, I don't really understand. That seems like a problem That's waiting so to true. happen. Like, a lot of that, room for that error. That makes no <laughs> sense. And and in Vera Wang, like if you're paying Vera oh, yeah. Wang prices and you're getting a Vera Wang dress. Wouldn't all of that already have been altered and like finalized, even the bridesmaids dresses, at least a couple of weeks before, right? And you pick it up and you have it with you. You would never do that the day before. I know we have to suspend disbelief because it's TV, but sometimes it's kind of hard with the series. It's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But it was funny when um, it was funny, but also kind of sad when. Samantha and Charlotte were like getting in a fight. I think maybe like I used to find that scene funny, but it kind of made me, it made me like sad. They were both mean, like Charlotte saying like, I didn't want you to be a bridesmaid anyway. And Samantha's like, I didn't want to be one. Is it so much to ask that you not wear your dress up around your see you next Tuesday? My what? See you next Tuesday? Oh my God. Was that a schoolhouse rock I missed? (laughs) Look, if I have to be a bridesmaid, I'd at least like to look good. Well, you don't have to be a bridesmaid. And why the hell am I here? Frankly, I didn't want you to feel left out. I would love to be left out. I could be in bed with a hot Scott right now. 
fine. Oh, that that made me sad. That bummed me out. And then says like, I hate this. I I hate this color. And I was like, whoa, yeah. low ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, I thought it would. That's be perhaps the most relatable part of that scene, though. If you've been a bride fan, you're like, really? You're making me <laughs> wear champagne? Like, great. Um, I also think that when I was rewatching the episode ahead of this, Anthony is such a huge figure in the previous yes. episode. Like, when he yes. takes Charlotte to Vera Wang. Like, that is where we, like meet Anthony and he's funny and he's pushy on her behalf. He should have been in this scene. I think I like, I think he would have lent really funny commentary when Carrie's making it about her affair. And should she tell Aiden and when Charlotte and Samantha are fighting, like, I think he would have been a great, fifth character in that group. I think that's a missed opportunity. Yeah, I wonder why they didn't have him. Or in the wedding, like he doesn't show up. Maybe this kind of conversation was being had then. And then they were like, we got to bring him onto the series, you know, um, because yeah. I mean, maybe budget or something. But yeah, that it, it would have been. So, yeah, it would have been so good because he's only been on one episode so far. Right. So it was kind of just like a, a, a one off mm -hmm. thing. And then they bring him back. Interesting. Hmm. Um. um I would yeah. love to talk about Miranda's plot line with faking her profession. Um, if you, if any of you wants to dive in. Uh, Miranda, uh, I'm a, a lawyer at a mid-sized firm. Uh, actually, I was recently made partner. I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. I went to Harvard Law School. I'm a stewardess. Really? Yeah. So I, my, my question, we'll start off on like kind of a, a more serious note, is um, Miranda asserts that she is more desirable to men if she has a less respected profession. So she's saying she's a Harvard law grad, partner at her firm, like really well established for a 34-year-old too. And that's not desirable to men. And so she's desirable when she's a stewardess, which is kind of a typical like feminine and um, almost like sexualized job and like porn. And so I'm curious, like, do you think men yeah. think that way that they would look at kind of some women based on their job as better prospects? I feel like it, that was a little bit of an ancient scroll kind of thing. <laughs> It's a good question. What stood out to me is that like one of the first guys she sits down with in speed dating gives his resume quickly and he heavily emphasizes Wharton, Wharton grad. Yeah. And then she is talking and she's like, oh, I'm a partner in a mid-sized law firm, went to Harvard. And like his is attractive, right? A man who went to Wharton, yeah. supposedly. Uh, and hers is off-putting suddenly, even yeah. though they're both supposed to be these great schools. So yeah. I do see the like double standard there. In terms of your questions there, like jobs, I mean, I've never, I don't think I've ever lied about what I did. But yeah, would saying what's what's like another supposedly sexy job? Like a nurse, a stewardess, a nurse. Mm, good one. I don't nurse, know if a nurse possibly. is. 
Like maybe well, not like not, but not in like World War Two, <laughs> but like yeah. <laughs> Those are essential workers. Yeah, I, we're not going to sexualize them anymore. Right, no, like, a, like a. Well, I feel like, like a, a like a kindergarten teacher is kind of like a cute, like flirty kind of like oh, like yeah, good with like you know toddlers, and they are like speak like babies all day and but I, don't, I feel like that's another stereotype like, I don't know no I think so I mean I've tried it with special education teachers it's not the same it doesn't elicit the same thing as kindergarten teacher they're like what, uh, like, what kids do you work with um no but I, I think there are certain typical like jobs that are have a really like feminine aspect and even like some of the flight attendants I see I'm like, you have makeup on and it's been like a 15 hour fucking flight. I'm dying here. I look haggard and you (laughs) look like a lady. You are a lady in heels. How is this possible? (laughs) You're wearing hosiery. Yeah. Um, Their hair always looks done. And like their makeup never looks greasy. And I come off every flight with like new pimples that showed up in the past two hours. Like I always look greasy coming off a flight. I I think that's a special kind of black magic that stewardesses or flight attendants um, learn somehow to like just always look put together. So I don't they say like girls who have jobs in fashion are kind of like, you know, fashion girls are with the finance bros in New York City. Like, don't, isn't oh. that like kind of like a archetype in New York? Oh, or like God, I don't even pairing? know. I don't know. Could be. Could it, could Which is basically big and carry. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. But I love this plot line for Miranda. I love her sexy yeah. stewardess voice. She used the whole episode. It was so funny. I oh loved my the God, cute it was little so good. scarf she had around her neck. Like she was so in like feeling herself and confident. And I love when I see Miranda kind of like take this other identity on um, because she kind of gets to explore that confident, sexy side of herself. Um, Fan- and fantasy it, a little bit. A little bit of fantasy. Uh, yeah. So I thought this was a, was a fun plot line, particularly for the character of Miranda. She gets to be like silly and girly in a way that we don't see her yes. when she's talking about her real job. Right. Like that's a that's a serious job. And it takes, you know, um, a lot of hard work and late hours. And with something like this, it's she's just pulling this nonsense out of her head about warm yeah. cookies and first class but it's very funny <laughs> I, know. I love how she mimics where the inflatable slide is with like her two hands like in two arrows to the guy <laughs> that was such smart acting and like writing yeah like, it was so subtle and such a nod to that like beginning of takeoff or taxi or whatever yeah um, and, and, and I, I also loved yeah. I actually I cackled when, when, um, you know, the guy's like, so do you have like a guy in like every port? And she's like, every airport. And, and she goes, in truth, it's a lonely life. (laughs) And I loved that like persona. Like it's a lonely life. And then at the end she says, you would never be in first class. (laughs) I just love it. It's like, she's lying. No, no, he, he. He even says, but I wouldn't yeah. be in first. She's like, I, I, I don't want you to be on 
any of my flights. He goes, but I wouldn't be in first class. And she goes, no, you wouldn't. That That's what it is. Yeah, because he had been lying about his job. And um, yeah, so super playful plot. It's I mean, like the last episode, she was falling in love with a man dressed as a sandwich. Now she's uh, dressing up for, like pretending to be a stewardess. So like Miranda's not moving forward, but Miranda's having fun. I kind of love this post breakup yeah. that Miranda's just like having fun. And she's kind of being like in single. a hoe phase right now. Like weird girl hoe yeah. phase, which I like and I relate to. So um, yeah, yeah, and I, my Miranda sarcasm. It feels good to be sarcastic. Is actually, I love that she's she's saying. I'm just saying, as a lo- as a lawyer, a partner, no less, I get zero dates. And as a stewardess, I got one for tomorrow night. And Carrie goes, I believe the correct term is flight attendant. And Miranda goes, not if you want to get laid. <laughs> I love that. That was so good. Yeah, that's a great line. I'm trying to think if I had another one for Miranda. No, I don't think I did. I think her whole persona was just a great Mirandaism this episode. I think it's um, also very cute when it cuts to the wedding. Like she and that guy have, you know, broken up. He admitted that he works at like Foot Locker. And then oh, right. Carrie's narration says she, Miranda managed to get a last minute date. And it's Stanford sitting there as she walks yeah. down the aisle and the processional yeah. like waving at her. I think that's adorable. Oh, yes. I know that it's really <laughs> cute. And, um, I actually was wanted to ask you guys, um, do you guys have any Samantha Zingers this episode that you want to share? I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. I don't I didn't write any down. I, this is like a famous Samantha Zinger, like a famous line. What is, is when it? Charlotte's saying that when Charlotte's telling the girls like that she hasn't had sex with Trey yet and she's waiting for the wedding day. And Samantha goes, honey, before you buy the car, you take it for a test drive. And that's like a famous line. I yep. love that. And it's so Oh, my true. God. It is very, very or, true. Um, I, I think the other Samantha Zinger is simply that when they're fighting over in Vera Wang and Charlotte yes. being such a priss and then says, like, well, you didn't have to be part of the wedding. And anyway, they go back and forth and then. Samantha shoots back like, well, honestly, I hate this color. Like she's like throwing that elbow, which I know we said was kind of sad, but all she just like claps back immediately. <laughs> the classic bridesmaid sentiment. Um, I actually did love when I think Miranda was like, wow, like, look how happy she is. Like I eat Charlotte and Samantha goes, of course she's happy. She doesn't have to be a bridesmaid. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the zinger. Yep. That was the zinger. Um, oh my gosh. I don't even know if we should get into Samantha's plot line. It's just like it is so funny. Like, have I don't know if I've ever been with somebody whose like accent I couldn't understand, but I have hooked up with somebody who like barely spoke English, and I think that might be similar. Um, but it's definitely similar, if yeah. You're <laughs> kind of drunk enough, you're all just speaking the same language, you know, it's just not, not coherent. <laughs> um, but I thought the yeah, body language, <laughs> but it's the language of the body. Um, but no, I thought this was another ridiculous um, Samantha plotline. But yeah, he was kind of 
cute. I, he had kind of a Game of Thrones vibe. Like he worked on the wall. You know, he was. I was going to say Braveheart. He looks like. Yeah. Braveheart casting, right? Sounds like it too. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. Um, Caleb. I'm trying to think. Wait, did we. We covered kind of the Charlotte plot line. The other thing I was curious about was she getting drunk before the night of her wedding? Yeah. I thought that was odd. Would never. That's, that's what it leads us to believe. The episode goes so yeah. back and forth in time. But when she shows up at Trey's, it's like she had the drinks with the girls and now she's drunk and she's showing up and it's the night before they're getting married. And I guess she's gone out, but he's just at home like sleeping. And then she shows up and that's when they try to have sex. Yeah. I mean, yeah. getting wasted the night before your just, wedding. Yeah. Kind of. I don't know. The bloat in the face, the bags under the eyes. Like, mm, no way. Would no not. Way. Would it, not do it. But I, was that like her little mini bachelorette? I think so. I think so, too. I think that's what we're meant to believe is that despite all the money being spent on this super high-end wedding, they just decided yeah. to go for some casual cocktails in New York for her bachelorette. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Oh my um, well, I think we should maybe wrap up and do some fashion call outs. Audrey, do you have any fashion you want to call out? Oh my God, she's fashion roadkill. So I think this episode is great, but not as strong for fashion because you notice like the girls are wearing those bridesmaids dresses a lot throughout yes, the right. episode. Like that, that's a lot of the fashion. Two things. Um, one when Carrie's doing some narration and trying to decide whether she's going to tell Aiden about the affair, she wears this t-shirt that has like a devil on it. It's cream and it has this red devil and maybe it's wearing like a gold crown or something. I saw that posted on the real reel the other day. It's like a Chloe t-shirt from early two thousands around when this would have come out. It was still like, even even being that old, I guess because it was Chloe, it was still like $500 or something. It was oh insane God, no for just like a t-shirt. But I recognized it immediately. Did not buy it in case that needed to be yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I'm wearing yeah. it. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> but I did recognize <laughs> it because I feel like it's such, like they kind of like zoom in on it um, in, yeah. in that scene. Um, Ooh, I'm going to have to so rewatch that. To, that was a bit noteworthy. Me too. Yeah, and then I I love that Carrie tucks a little bit of tartan into the sash of her bridesmaid's dress because it's a oh, Scottish wedding and oh, Scottish theme. And so she just has this like little piece tucked in by her waist. And I think that's cute. That's yeah. cute. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I love that. I think I my, have um, mostly yeah, what, hair call outs in ooh, this what is episode. It? I, okay, you guys might not agree. We haven't agreed on hair so far this episode, but I loved Carrie's like bump it 1960s like look where the hair is pulled back and she has like kind of like a headband or like a bow and then the hair like bills up, you know, it's like tight and then poofy. Yeah, big volume not in the hair. It. Yeah, You know what? Yeah, I was like, oh, Bomb. God, Gilly, no. <laughs> We're off again. <laughs> no, I, I, 
I think I would have so liked much it. it. I would have liked it if it hadn't been for her behavior with it. Because she ca- came off as this kind yes, of like you're right. sexual you're right. prowling, like sex hair and just kind of like, like she this, was very like, yeah, it was ugh. like a, like a, like a, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It was just her vibe. There was no humility the there. She was. Yeah. Yeah. There was no humility there. She was just kind of walking around kind of like a siren almost. And it just, felt, it. I don't know. Yeah. She did feel kind of evil. Um, yeah. I also loved Carrie's. I also loved Carrie's bun at the wedding as the bride. Oh dress. God. No, no, no. Really no. Elegant. no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hate the bun? Okay. I, I, I love the bun. I like the bun. <laughs> Yeah. I, I like the bun too, actually. I wish I could ever get my <laughs> hair to you. look like that. Yeah. I yeah. don't really have Elegant. enough hair to do that. And I think so it's clearly <laughs> like some extensions. But when she's this is why it bothered me. When she's like bending into Aiden, like trying to get comfort, and he's like, I have to go, you know. And then you see her roots do not match like the color of darkness in the bun. So it's clearly they put in some like piece to add a length or volume. Like that I didn't foam. Like that. Or you can buy yeah. those like foam scrunchies that look like donuts. Like a donut. Yeah, I don't know. There. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no. Sorry, they sell them at HM, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> didn't love that hair, but um, yeah, I would say so. My fashion call that I loved this episode was Charlotte's either it was a denim or a dark navy little s- dress with a strap that she was wearing at the Vera Wang with the girls' bridesmaids. I just thought it was like, I love, I'm finding that I'm loving a lot of Charlotte's like very classic preppy pieces. Yes, me too. Good call, yeah. Sarah. I like it really mm-hmm. timeless. Um, okay, so I have a final one of the questions we were going to ask you this earlier, and I'm going to quickly change it on you, Audrey, because I'm realizing mm. we're going to use guys who are already on the show. Buck, Mary, oh. kill. I'm going to change it up. Ooh. Trey, Aiden, big. Okay. Ooh, uh, good one, Sarah. I feel like it's too obvious, Ugh. though, the answer. It's not. It's not. Yeah. I mean... To, to me, I guess it it's pretty clear. Um, Mary Trey, oh, maybe he's rich. What? Um, but he can't. But he can't have. So if you need fuck Mary kill kill Aiden, I'm not. I'm not particularly what? interested. Oh, oh, oh no! <laughs> okay. Oh my god! I'm not I such different answers. answers. Okay, go go go. So kill fuck Aiden. Aiden. I mean, sorry, kill Mary Aiden. Trey and and fuck big. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh my 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 answer is marry Aiden, fuck big, and kill Trey. Kill Trey. Sarah, what's I feel like Trey gets a bad rap in this show. And like you guys will talk about it in the future episodes, but like yeah, he's very polite and I think he's like like he loves Charlotte. He's he's he just has this inability. Yeah, to like, you know, meet her needs this way. And the problem comes in that like he won't address it in, in the future. Yeah. Right. But yeah. he's not a yeah. bad person no. at all. You're no. Right. No. Right. I, Neither I is mean, Aiden. <laughs> and you killed him. Uh, you murdered Aiden, a beloved character. <laughs> I had to think about the sexual chemistry in this and just and and then like 
Well, I guess if I'm going to be married, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I could see pros like, with Aiden. The- like, he could... He could, you know, provide a lot of, like, good furniture, maybe. I was going to say that. In a marriage. I'm about to (laughs) use him. And furniture is fucking expensive. And I've been like, oh, my God, if I could only make it. So Aiden would be very, like, that's a man if, like, things go wrong. He has a plan. And he could survive. He's a survivor. He could survive out on the land. Big. Hmm. uh, My answer is fuck big kill Trey, marry Aiden. But after you said Audrey, all those things about Trey, you're right. He's a good man. Um, this would change a lot. If we add Steve in the mix, Harry in the mix, like we need the ultimate fuck, marry, kill. And I've also added a new category called friend. So fuck, marry, kill. And then friend, like what friend would you want? Ooh, I like that. I I don't know. Out of all the guys on sex and city, who would I want? Who would I want to be my friend? So the Steve. other problem with Trey that I'm thinking of now Dude. is that his in-laws are bad. So, like, by marrying him, you're marrying yourself to Bunny, oh. who is going to be a handful. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I might actually yeah. be walking back my own answers in that. Yeah, this is a yeah, tough yeah. one. Um, we won't overthink it. Yeah, no, the men of Sex and City, it's very fun to think of. Yeah. Um, we got to post some kill, fuck, marry friends on the Instagram, Sarah. I- you know what? I'm I gonna, don't even know how I'm we on. would do that, but no, no, no. It's easy. Just click, <laughs> we'll click, figure it something out. Like, I don't know. I don't fucking know how to do it. But um, can can I ask one more thing before we? Yeah, finish? please. In case, in case you can do editing magic or splice this in, we. I felt like one of the most meaningful parts of this episode to me is the very end with that instrumental music mm-hmm. where they're breaking up outside the church. And I feel like we didn't touch on that. I still yes. will get teary in that, yes. even though I, I think Carrie is not great. And also in that scene, she starts to cry, but it's such a fake. It's such a fake oh cry from Sarah Jessica yes. Parker, where I'm kind of like, yes, could you not be a little bit more convincing? But despite that, yeah. I do feel like that scene and hearing that piano play and him like looking so sad is always so like very heartbreaking it also showed that he is a yeah yeah it shows that he's a good guy too because he you know paced outside for an hour and he didn't he didn't leave carrie hanging he he showed Mm -hmm. up to like continue to talk and communicate how he was feeling and the fact that he was able mm-hmm. to kind of come up with something in an hour that was like pretty succinct was like, I mean, I'm, I'm team Aiden over here. Um, yeah. But um, before we end, we got, we got to know your rating, Audrey. I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. What is your yes, uh, Manolo yes. Blahnik rating? On a scale of one to five Blahniks, correct? Yes. Yes. <sighs> I think this episode, I think it merits like a, like a 4.3, maybe just a few points off, like a little bit off because I don't find much about Carrie endearing and Samantha's Mm. story, as you mentioned, is, is almost non-existent. It's just filler, but I think it's a very strong episode. 
I yeah. love that. And you're mm-hmm. the first guest to ever give a non like five, um, mm-hmm. uh, what's it called? Interval. I love that you threw a 4.3. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> That's some, some Manolos and maybe like a Manolo dust bag. And then maybe like yeah. a really great tote they throw in. Um, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with a, I'm always influenced by other people's ratings. I'm going to go with a 4.5. I'm going to go with a 4.5. I was leaning wow. 4.75 and I'm going to go 4.5. Gilly, what is yours? <laughs> well, now I'm embarrassed. I gave it a 4.8. <clears throat> I think it's almost perfect. <laughs> I don't think that's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that sounded so sentimental. It was almost perfect. Yeah. It's a good, it, honestly, it was almost yeah. perfect. I don't, okay. So I know that we often talk about how we need like good development from each character. I don't think we need to have each character to have great flushed out development in order for it to have a high score. That was just coming from season one and two, which were just like really flat. But I think that there is such a human. This was such a big like pivot episode that launches and like catapults the viewers into the next like story points and multiple story points, which is here we have Charlotte. Huge, huge thing we're finding out is that she waited and now Trey and the ED. We have Carrie confessing about the affair. And sure, Miranda and Samantha were comedic relief and we needed that. And so I think that there's a l- so much that is going to be like harvest from those two points. And it's it's we're I think we're just going full speed ahead into the rest of the season. So I th- I, I think it was almost perfect. And, and Gilly, stand by your choice Sorry. because I'm a fair weather <laughs> voter. And so, you know, I'll change it. I was like, well, if Audrey thinks it's four point through, then I can say. So I think my new system is I'm going to write my ring down on a piece here. of paper and I'm going to hand show it like this. We're going to go one, two, three, because I will change it. I'm like, oh, it, it, I have no I got to be more conviction with my my ratings. Um. Yes, but I also know that next week it is episode 13 and it's when the girls go to Los Angeles. And this is one of my favorite parts of season three. It's this mid-season arc, like location change, warm, warm weather, great fashion, interesting um, guest stars. We've got Bradley Cooper, Vince Vaughn, like fantastic. This is like peak Sex and the City. Um, so maybe I held out my my high ratings because I know some good stuff's coming. Yeah. Great, great fashion. And I mean, yeah, I think that ties into what Gilly said of like, this is setting up huge transitions. Those episodes that are coming up are so like, they're so beautiful and funny compared to things that happen in New York. I've recognized this in myself that I love watching shows set in LA simply because it looks like a much happier place than where we live and everyone looks so glamorous all the time. But yeah, I, those episodes are very strong. Audrey, the other day, Gilly was like, Sarah, <laughs> I got to tell you something. She, Cause Gilly's in LA right now. She's like, this is your kind of place. Like, and I've been to LA kind of passing through from San Diego, just not for a long period of time. And I feel the exact same way, Audrey. Like I love shows that are based in Southern California. They've romanticized the sun. And I think it's real. I don't think it's fake. Like New York is fake romanticized. All right. New York is 
fucking gross. And sometimes it's beautiful. If you catch it on a fall day and you have a cute like cashmere sweater on and you just kind of get into a vibe. But I do think when yep. there's sunshine, it's just, I don't know, I'm happier. So it's, you're so right. It's why you see tourist women walking around in Central Park or somewhere else in stilettos because they watched this oh, show and they thought that's doable all the time because Sex in yes. the City is like is always filmed in summer except for the last season so they just think like oh everybody that's who lives so here walks cute. around like this and and then you as the New York resident look at that person and think like that is insane like you're, you have no like you're not from here you're, that is so true i was walking cc in the park the other day in central park and i go on these like long walks and i see people who are just so clearly tourists and this isn't a judgment on them but you're right they're influenced on like what they've seen and i think sex and city is a culprit of stilettos in the park and this needs to be stopped huge culprit huge culprit I'm sorry, i need to i need to interject i'm laughing because well, <laughs> off mic off mic we were like getting to know audrey and audrey was telling us and she like has her jack her senior jack russell terrier (laughs) in a stroller and i'm just imagining her all like pissed off in the park like these bitches with their stilettos just pushing around a dog in a stroller (laughs) look at look at these idiots looking so stupid as i've like wrapped my dog in like flannel blankets and i'm like peeking over the stroller being like how you doing you doing okay oh my god it's so amazing It's so, so, so good. That's so true. These but you know, hey, real New Yorker, real New Yorkers push their senior dogs to the park. That is so that's true. right. Um, Audrey, we are so happy to have you on. Mock thank you tours. so much for for joining and being yes, such a fan. Thank you so much for um, coming on. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And yeah, so hopefully we'll have you back on again for when it gets really good in like season four and season five and six. That sounds great. This has been such an honor. Like I said, thank you so much for having me on. I I am so excited to be here. (laughs) Can't wait to hear the future episodes. We'll see you next time, our little wedding crashers. Bye, little wedding crashers. I don't know. Bye, little stilettos. (laughs) Bridesmaid.